3: The money. That's what I always say. You
1: always follow
3: yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
4: you college football better. VSIN has a new podcast that's a must listen. The VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. Three episodes every week to get you ready as a better. Tim Murray, Matt Humans, Adam Burke, JVT. React to lines as soon as they're released. They cover midweek games. Discuss line movement and breakdowns of every major game. Download and subscribe to the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We'll start this hour talking some college football. Ralph Russo does a great job covering college football for the AP. He's been uh, doing it for many, many years. And a lot to talk about this morning. Ralph, thanks for the time today. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing really well. Good, let's, let's begin with the, uh, the latest that we have in this. Terrific Heisman race this year. And from our perspective now, from a betting perspective, uh, yesterday CJ. Stroud remained the favorite, but now at some sports books Ralph well across the country, Caleb Williams is slightly ahead of C.J. Stroud. At this point now, each playing, you know obviously monstrous games this weekend, uh, how do you break down the race? Who, who would you actually give it to if the award had to be handed out today?
6: Yeah, that's a tricky one, if you think they when the award is handed out today, because I think that's part of the reason why you see these, uh, like, you know, from your perspective, these, I think, somewhat tentative favorites throughout the year. I think a lot of voters, it's hard to say who would get the award today because because so much emphasis is placed on the final few games of the season. That's basically what ends up determining the Heisman, right? Mm-hmm. If you play your best in your biggest games and if those biggest games come toward the end of the season, whether it's Ohio State, Michigan, whether it's conference championship games and this week Notre Dame, USC, essentially that, you know, Bryce Young won the Heisman last year when Alabama beat Georgia. So I think Caleb Caleb Williams is perfectly placed perfectly positioned to win the Heisman with a big game last week against UCLA he's got a big stage against Notre Dame he'll have a big stage in the Pac-12 championship game of course the caveat there is you know we often hold wins and losses against these guys and it's going to be mm-hmm. tough for Caleb Williams team to win these games that you know that, UC, that USC defense is still so wonky um, they could easily get, get caught in one of these games, and then it becomes, well, do the voters sort of hold the loss against him, even if he plays well? And if C.J. Stroud or Blake Quorum, probably not Quorum, it's really hard for running back these days. But listen, if he has 200 yards against Ohio State and Michigan wins, that changes that conversation yeah. as well. So I think Caleb Williams is, is, is in great position to win it, I just would wonder: Will voters hold it against him if USC loses?
5: Great point. Do you think they're going to put a lot of stock into where USC was before this year, and what has happened in year one here of Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams compared to Ohio State, where they're always great, they always have an amazing offense, and they seemingly make the playoff every single year?
6: Yeah, I, I do. I think that like Heisman Trophy. Somebody once told me, uh, and I, I sort of stole it from the phone, Heisman Trophy winners: need a story. They need a narrative. Um, You're not just selling statistics. And if you're Caleb Williams, and this is one of the reasons why I think that maybe he will get a little leeway if they lose one of these games. If you're Caleb Williams, you are the quarterback that turned around USC. You're the quarterback that took USC from four wins to a playoff spot, maybe, or at least playoff contention uh, again, as you said, if you're C.J. Stroud, you're just the latest great Ohio State quarterback playing on a great Ohio State team. Uh, you know, and listen, I think C.J. has also you know, not had the benefit of playing in a lot of big games. Ohio State just hasn't been in the spotlight that much, and I think that's probably holding him back a little bit as well. So I think it's set up now for Caleb. But we'll see. Again, you know, his team, his team's performance will, will will play into this too. And and I, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, just look at the lines. You know, I think what oh, the USC is about a six-point favorite mm-hmm. over Notre Dame. They would probably be what a four or five-point favorite against Oregon or somebody else in the Pac-12 championship game. Those are not game, Those are going to be hard games for them to win. What,
4: what do break, you make? Yes, very good. What do you make of the rampant speculation here the last two weeks with Kiffin? And a lot of layers to this. If he takes the Auburn job, or could could you could you wait out Saban? And could someone say, I don't want the Auburn job, no, I don't want to go against Sabin. Who knows how long he's gonna be there? But maybe a Kiffin or a Sweeney could once Sabin retires gets the, gets that job. What do you make of all this?
6: Yeah, so I, I I would hate to pair it with speculating when Saban will go, only because like I think that's a bit of a fool's errand. The guy's a robot. He lo- he's a he's a competition freak. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that they're off a little bit this year, Alabama. But the fact of the matter is, they have another number one recruiting class, or number two, you know, one or two recruiting class waiting to come in. I think the machine's still rolling there, and he's still in good enough health and good enough shape at seventy-one, I believe. That I, I I'm thinking another few years. So we we like just just concentrate on Auburn. You know, I know there was a report out there, a you know, quote-unquote report out there yesterday, which Lane you know, shot down himself on Twitter. Um, I, I think that if Auburn came coming, came calling for Lane Kiffin, it would be very hard, and I would be surprised if he turned it down. I think it's as simple as Auburn is better situated to win national championships and to contend to actually take down Sabin than Ole Miss. That's not a knock at Old Miss. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's the fact. Look at the history of those two programs. Old Miss hasn't won the SEC
4: since like the 60s,
6: uh-huh. and Auburn has won the SEC within our
4: lifetime and beaten save it Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Well, you also have the pressure of going there, too. I mean, I guess you could say, I'll get the enormous buyout. You have one bad season, you're out. They'll get ready. You know, Chiswick, <laughs> Gus on. I mean – and
6: that is the na- negative, right? I mean, I think I think if you're Lane, that's the one thing you look at and you go, "Well, wait a second. And any coach, I think any uh-huh. coach is going to look at Auburn and say, "Okay, this school has the chaos gene. Like they just—it <laughs> is—they <laughs> yes. are all over the place. Like who's running the show here? They have a new AD, but is he really in charge? Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of disruption." Sometimes dysfunction at Auburn. I mean, look what they did to their last coach, for goodness sakes, trying to, you know, basically trying to like, you know, start a coup and and remove him in last February. Yep. So I think that gives pause to anybody. But I also think that, you know, eight to $10 million and a chance to win a national championship puts a lot of people, makes a lot of, will make a lot of coaches go, you know what, I'll sign up for that. And as you said, the buyout's good. If they all get, if they all go crazy and decide to throw me, have a mutiny, the buyout's yep. good.
4: The great Ralph Russo, our guest, covers college football for the Associated Press. For the money, Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Paulie and Mitch. Let me throw a tweet you had right at you and ask you the question about. We'll see what the committee does today. But this, what this committee might have to do here with if if there's Armageddon, you tweeted go time. <laughs> not a prediction, but one's got to go. Undefeated Georgia, undefeated Michigan, Ohio State loses a close game to Michigan. TCU loses the Big 12 title game, and Clemson's 12 and one. Who's out?
6: <laughs> yeah, I like putting these out as opposed to having to answer them because I make <laughs> But uh, you know, so I would think in that scenario, I think Clemson. Let's put it. Let me let me draw the lens back. I think Clemson has a better chance of getting in than a lot of people do. I'm interested to see okay. where they are placed tonight. Um, and, and my guess is they will be at the end of the queue, right? If you look at the teams that, that, that have a chance, my guess is they will be at the end of the queue, and that probably will be, uh, you know, sixth or seventh, I'm guessing, behind USC, certainly behind TCU. Uh, but I, I just wonder if, if in that scenario, if TCU doesn't win a conference championship and you start playing the resume game against Clemson with a conference championship in the ACC – I I think that becomes a pretty close call that Clemson can win. I also would say that, you know, Michigan's uh, non-conference schedule was terrible, and they don't have a lot. The the Big Ten has not provided a lot of big platforms for big wins. So I could also see, you know, a Clemson-Michigan, you know, uh, resume test and people going, you know what? I, I, know, I, know, I know Michigan might be a, maybe a little better uh, well-stocked, but man, Clemson has, has just accomplished a little more. So I think Clemson is in a better position than uh, I think uh, the general consensus is because I think TCU's played a lot of close games and will have a, tough, uh, a, a big 12 championship game. I think we talked about USC and their precariousness. So if you start ticking off the teams ahead of them and giving them losses, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a path there for Clemson.
5: Well, okay, <clears throat> under that scenario, then we have like 90 seconds left. Here is a one-loss Michigan team live if TCU and USC each lose.
6: I think so. I think I think at some point you know you, you start looking around and going, okay, we ha- we have to have four, right? We need to, like we got to find a fourth. So who is the fourth? And I think I, I still think with Michigan, especially because of that bad conference schedule, and if they play a really close game against Ohio State, I do think that they could be yes. the beneficiary of chaos everywhere else.
5: You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Ralph D Russo AP. He does a great job covering the sport for the Associated Press. Ralph, thanks so much for the time today. Happy Thanksgiving.
6: Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, sir.
5: Clemson right now at DraftKings is plus 210 to make the playoff. They'll have their hands full with North Carolina.
4: But remember, they look terrible against Notre Dame. That's why it's so important how Michigan looks Saturday, even mm-hmm. with a close loss. Oh, boy. Stop that. Uh, okay. Even if it's a close loss, right? They still get in. Because you're right. The
5: ACC, bad. Falling
4: apart here.
5: Yeah. Injuries, uh, bad teams, North Carolina's just, embarrassing loss. Ba- based on their history, I hate how much stock they put in the conference championship winners. Yeah, I- It drives me nuts. But that's a me thing.
4: They could have a... Th- Ralph's right. That could be a very tough call about, my God, we got to put four in. And we're
5: running out of options here. USC is plus 155. Boy, I think he's right. I think USC's going to lose at some point. They're losing one of these next two games. <clears throat>
3: This is Follow the Money on v Sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow,
0: winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners,
3: can they? Loser! You're
0: a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in winsome, loses. All right, they're coming in.
4: Thanks for the feedback. Uh, Saudi Arabia, 125-1 in play at PointsBet. Phil checking in across the pond saw 299 to one at halftime. Argentina led one nil at halftime. Messi scored ten minutes in. They lose 2-1. Three, uh, two to one. Three, yeah, 125 to one in play. 300 to one in play. Well,
5: Phil's listening to the show over in London. Yeah. So uh, and he's a soccer dude. And so I'm guessing that he was tracking, you know, several books at the same time. He said thirty to one to do a, to be a one-one draw. Yeah. Okay. And then the two ninety-nine to one at halftime. Maybe there was a okay. book out there offering something like that. Yeah.
4: Sure. Sure. In any event, there were twenty-five to one to win the match. Biggest upset in World Cup history: Saudi Arabia two, Argentina one. Bellingham to score the first goal yesterday in England match fourteen to one. Socket to score twice, 15-1. to Scorigami right off the bat. We <laughs> talked about that. DraftKings offered that. Will there be a scoregami? Yeah. 6-2 final. Never happened before. 10-1. to Cash it. 6-2. Uh any other score, which uh they do a great, great props with that 1-0. One, you're gonna go 1-0, 1-1, uh, or uh 2-0, 2-1, and on and on and on. But over once it gets into that range with you know six, seven, eight goals, that paid three to one. Iran to be awarded a penalty and score 14 to 1. Bale to score 2 to 1. Wales awarded a penalty shot plus 550. Wales to score on a penalty 8 to 1. USA Wales draw, size is 230. Most places 2 to 1. Both teams to score BTTS and a draw plus 330. USA first half money line 3 to 1. 500 different ways to bet these matches. Crazy. Ayuk first touchdown 8 to 1. Niners to win between 25 and 32 points, 10-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers. Niners from look-ahead lines, 6 up to 9.5, pounded Arizona. Texas Tech, Creighton over, 133.5 up to 137.5. Bryant, Detroit over, 161 up to 166, 98.88. Uh, thanks for the Ken sent this in because I talked about it yesterday. I forgot about Vandy. Vandy, win total, 2.5. They have five wins. They beat Kentucky and Florida back-to-back weeks. How about that? Great note. Thank you. And uh, the Devils, 13 in a row. They won again. What a story. Subscribe, be part of the team. Beeson Pro, our radio and podcast friends. Get everything we do. You always want to see these tweets and these videos. Here comes the snowplow. (laughs) Look at the bulldog. Put his face right in there. I'll help out. Got in there the bulldozer from the bulldog. There he is. Loves the snow. Why have a shovel? Can't get enough. Why, of it. why have a snow plow? <laughs> Look at a his snow face. blower. Just have this guy. There you go. Loves it. Yeah. He's like the other bulldog who loves the garbage cans. This guy loves <laughs> the snow. They should have put him on a flight to Buffalo last week. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Clean out the stadium. Yeah, right. More on this coming up. That is excellent. House porn? Come on oh. 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 Oh, wow. Look at this. Look at this. How good is that? Look at how that's added on with the side with the upstairs. Right, and then like the little fire pit that was added on? How about that touch? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, make that happen. Cash another future ticket. Get that going. That is <laughs> yeah. Oxford. I'll build that house Go. with a huge yard in Las Vegas because yeah. they exist. That is good. Lose some northern Iowa, San Francisco over 144.5 to 148. Bucks Blazers under 217.5 down to 213.5. Washington State, Eastern Washington over 137.5 up to 142.5 couple of lose some tweets and videos this is very important this is an excellent tweet about uh this could be lose some but you got to pay attention here again what i said earlier the the added time is out of control fifa taking added time seriously seeing these eights and nines go up on the board it's going to be commonplace in this world cup this amount of time and amount of goals that could occur in stoppage time take notes for totals absolutely for sure oh sure crazy mm-hmm. what's
5: happened so far with all this added time i mean do, do you feel comfortable with the first half under in these matches when they're putting on what n- nine ten minutes wasn't there a 12 already? i think there was a 12 already in the first half no,
4: absolutely well we have seen what's happened uh in several of these matches already that's an excellent tweet and a good point let's go to the ra poker room animals we're living in society seat open look at this guy said say you want to come down and play poker let's play some cards look at this animal Got the, feet, the bare feet up right by the table playing poker. I mean, look at the guy sitting there trying to play cards. Imagine the smell. He's got to look at that. Possible odor. Got see CD?
5: Yeah. One loot. A couple what if it lo- smells good? You ever consider
4: that? beat? No. Uh, Bad beat. Arizona laying 10 and a half against Cincinnati. 10 nothing run for the Bearcats in the final 90 seconds oh my to God. close it
5: out. Did you see the second half scoring?
4: I think they they
5: combined for 124 in the second half last night.
4: We got a note. First half under is 4-0 in Maui. Uh, Check that out. And what happened in the Northern Iowa game? Northern Iowa, San Fran over 144.5. But
5: 148, you got a good number. Did you get hooked? It landed 144. It was tied at 69 with more than three minutes to go. Tied at 69, more than three minutes to go. 75-69 final. Are you kidding? No.
4: Vicious. Vicious, win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake, up to $500. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers. They do an excellent job. And uh, we got, uh, again, 500 different ways to bet every World Cup match. And we got a doozy here after the historic upset to start the day with Saudi Arabia. It's nil-nil, 60, what are we, 62nd minute now, 63rd minute. I'm seeing over a half.
5: Will there be a goal scored? Over a half minus $2. Tunisia plus half is minus 160. For them to win outright, they're in the 450 range. This is from now we've been. Yeah, draws even money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. There's been plenty of opportunities, though, and there's been two goals disallowed offsides. Yeah, both both allowed by Denmark, by the way, right? Yeah. They were both disallowed. This is from uh, John watching Hmm. in Canada currently has COVID, will get well. He says that, uh, fellas, Denmark is being thoroughly outplayed. I have Tunisia plus 550 in to win the exact score, 2 nothing at 55-1. to From us watching in the studio, I'm not like, my eyeballs have not been on the match the entire time, but from what I've been watching, I agree with him. It feels like uh, the control here has been on one side, and that is of uh, Tunisia, not Denmark. So I don't know if they get a goal or not, but plus a half right now, again, is um, only going to go up as time goes on with no more goals. Minus 160 is that current price. We have 30 minutes of this match to go, and then who knows how much with the extra time.
4: This would be the first nil-nil?
5: Yep. And that was four and a half. Four and a half? It was four and a half. Yes, that was the prop.
4: How many red cards have we had so far? Have we had
5: one? Is it, a, is it zero? I don't think we've had No, it, I think right. you're right. I think that's zero. That was that eight was and a half, eight I and think. a half
4: for yep. the tournament. Nil-nil, we're were and a half. Patrick's two and a half. Draws, 14 and a half. Red cards, eight and a half. So we could be uh, looking at a nil-nil here, but uh, a lot of time left. And God knows what the ahead of time, what we're looking at, too might be playing uh, another 15 minutes could be when it's all said and done mm-hmm. good fun I can't believe how the day started I just uh, I'm shocked I know I mean 125 to one in play with 300 to one whatever the Nigel told that story Nigel fantastic appearance with the stories uh that's rough start for him so far in a World Cup long ways to go but uh wants to jump in front of a train but the the guy who bet on uh, the matchbook over there ten thousand to win ten dollars just to win ten
5: dollars. With that price, so it was, one,
4: it was one. Remember, Messi scored ten minutes in. Yeah, and it was one nil halftime for Argentina, and then all hell breaks loose.
5: Uh, you know, he he is right with this because we were getting feedback two hours ago, right after they lost. Is now time to hop in on Argentina because okay. we've seen this in the past yeah. where teams lose their yes. first match and they go on to make a deep run. I'm still seeing Argentina in the four to one range. So Nigel pointed yeah. out like the number hasn't even moved.
4: Thanks to everyone because, uh, yeah, certainly I'm no soccer expert, but thanks pointing out, uh, was it Spain in 2010? 2010. Lost their first match, won the whole thing. Yeah. And then uh, was it four years ago, the team lost early and then went to the, uh, the mid all the way the finals or eight years ago, whatever it was. I think it was eight years ago, okay, yep. And also thanks to, to, for helping me out too. I mentioned it at the top of the show, what it reminded me of as well. It was Argentina and Iran in 2014. They better put three hundred thousand dollars at a William Hill book on Argentina to win. Messi scored in the ninety-first minute. one 0 final. Whoa! Was that squeaky bum time? I'd I think say. it was to win thirty grand. Yeah, huge favorite, and they, they Messi
5: scored late, and that uh, punter won. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember that one. I, I like the people who are, you know, there are some some in this in this country who want that, you know, th- they're begging for USA to make a deep run and be one of the best teams in the world. But like, can you imagine if guys like LeBron would have played soccer rather than basketball? Other people are firing back. Huh. You realize Messi's yeah. five, six, 155 pounds. Yeah, right. And he's one of the most gifted soccer players of all time. Yes. What it, LeBron's going to just go out there on the pitch and be like an all time player. You would just assume that. Why? It's a completely different game than uh-huh. anything that you're used to yeah. here. Yeah. He's amazing at basketball. He'd uh-huh. be real. LeBron would be great at American football, he'd be, he'd be one of the best tight ends of all time. Neymar, small. Of course,
2: yes. The, other guy,
4: the guy the guy, from Brazil, what, Hercules? What's his name? That guy's a beast. Yeah, Incredible Hulk out there. Yeah, that's that guy, right. That one guy they had. He's still on the club.
5: Let's right, follow the money here on v the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff's going to join the program, cover him next. A very good NFL handicapper. And on that note, there is a very interesting handicap between the Jets and the Bears this week because of what the coaches are saying because of possible injuries, quarterback changes. We'll find out what Adam thinks about that game coming up next.
3: This is Follow the Money on VSIN.
4: You don't have to wait until after Turkey to score a Black Friday deal with VSIN. New VSIN Pro subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. With VSIN Pro access, you get a daily recap of the plays made by every host and guest. Tools like our betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports, upcoming college bowl guide, Super Bowl guide. It's a great place to shop for VEASAN hats, shirts, mugs, and other gear at the Vison store. Limited time Black Friday offer. So sign up now for a great holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The great Adam Chernoff joins us now. Simple Handicap Podcast. Follow him on Twitter. He is hot with the NFL plays, and he'll give out some picks in a second. Let's start with your Jets This is a fascinating handicap, right? And people played games with the number yesterday with the who's going to play quarterback for the Jets and then the fields news, where could he play? Is he out for the year? Four up to six, back down to four and a half. Could it be Mike White? Is it Trevor Simeon? This is fascinating.
3: Well, what a way to start a Tuesday morning with the great New York Jets. Uh, There's got to be... Jets fans watching this show that lived through the 80s and the 90s and have a lot more pain and sorrow following this team than I do (laughs) starting in the mid-2000s when I was old enough to understand what was going on. But, yeah, you're right, Paul. Like, this game is a a mess on both sides. But I think it's potentially going to present a lot of opportunity for betting, not this morning, but later in the week. Let's start with Justin Fields. I think the best breakdown of what's really going on is from Courtney Cronin, Who used to be with the vikings Mm -hmm. now she's with the bears has a really good breakdown of everything going on okay there's two things at play here first and foremost it's a non-throwing shoulder injury that by the sounds of how the tweets and the reports are being worded is likely going to mean fields misses a couple of games that's how it is being implied the reason that we're seeing it so weird and how it's being reported is because eberflus has openly come out and said We want to keep this as a competitive advantage and not let the Jets know what's going to happen. And that's being reported, too. So we're going to get sort of mixed messages. This is a massive loss for the Bears, I think, when Fields cannot play. Because the only reason that Chicago has been competitive with having one of the worst defenses in the entire league is because of what Justin Fields has done using his legs. You remove that from the offense, this is a very, very bad football team all the way around. Now, on the other side, when we're talking about bad football teams, we have the New York Jets. I'm shocked at how Zach Wilson was willing to come out and just bury his defense on Sunday night. And my worry is that that is sort of the end, not Mm -hmm. only for him, but also the chemistry that this team had building in the first eight to nine weeks of the season. To just come out and say... No, I'm not letting anyone down after you are consistently ranked as one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, as you're consistently missing wide open receivers, as you're consistently turning the football over when your defense is playing so far above expectation to just bury everyone on the team is just a baffling move for me, as terrible of a quarterback as he is. But it could have been a season where the Jets could have said, look. We had injuries to our star running back who was carrying us along. We had Wilson miss the first four games, threw off the whole season. We had injuries to the offensive line. No, none of that now. It's all on him and how he is just willing to throw this defense under the bus. And you're seeing guys like the tweets saying how bad he is now from the defensive side. You're seeing guys go on Twitter and we we treat reporters who are saying all these videos and how he's missing all these throws. It's just all bad now. For the Jets. And it's unfortunate because Chicago would be a great fade, but I don't know what you can do in this spot with Mm. the Jets without knowing who's going to start a QB. Great
4: point about social media. Sauce Gardner had to come out and say I liked it, but I didn't know what I was doing. I liked something Terrible. on accident. Yep. That's a whole nut. That's a good
5: job. What, mess. What's this contraption in my hand? Is it called the iPhone? I don't know what this Unfrozen Caveman lawyer.
3: <laughs> I deserves. opened the app. I liked the tweet. It was <laughs> an accident. Yeah, it was too many
4: tweets. <laughs> right. Okay, another one here. Uh, boy, the Texans are a mess as well. We might see Allen. We might see Mills go to the bench. In any event, they can't stop anything. They catch Miami off the bye. What do you think of Miami laying a big number here?
3: Lovey Smith needs to go. You see him on the sideline. There's no life. There's no interest. He's so flat. He doesn't change. He's (laughs) been stuck in cover, two for 15
2: years.
3: (laughs) He's got to go. The Texans are lifeless at this point. There might be a QB switch, like you mentioned. Rumors that Kyle Allen will come in for Davis Mills. Does that make a difference to this team? I don't think so. Um, where I'm stuck here, and this is really unfortunate, uh, the Dolphins, with how great their offense has been coming out of the bye against this Texans defense, I think could very well win this game by three-plus touchdowns. Mm-hmm. However, reason I haven't bet it is it's very tough to ignore young head coaches in their first year going back to where they came from. We saw it with Nick Sirianni going back to Indianapolis, how emotional that game was for him. He's on the bench yelling at fans after. He's getting in everybody's face. Here you have the situation where Mike McDaniel, first-time head coach in his first season, going back to San Francisco the week after this game. Now, again, it's it's a little bit kind of ancient in terms of handicapping and old-fashioned and out of style. For me, when I'm looking at the Dolphins laying nearly two touchdowns in what should be a blowout game, but you have such a massive game and situation lingering for the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel going back to San Francisco, coming up immediately after this, maybe the Dolphins are up 20. You see McDaniel, who loves to run the football, get a little conservative. That's really lingering over this game, but it should be. Very one-sided, but just because of that, don't know if I'll get to the window with Miami. Great tidbit.
5: Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff. He's also the voice of uh, the Simple Handicap podcast. Get that wherever you listen to your podcast. You are the inventor of the Jared Goff checklist, right? Um, On the road, good defense, check, check, check. You know, you don't want to have this guy. However, you went against yourself the last two weeks and you cashed tickets with him on the road with the Detroit Lions, now they come back home to the friendly confines of Ford Field, catching a big number, red hot against this Bills team, struggling a little bit. What do you want to do with this number?
3: We'll go back to normal here and oppose Jared Goff. Buffalo Bills minus nine for me to start off the Thanksgiving triple header. A very different situation for Detroit. You get a terrible defense in Chicago where you're able to be very comfortable moving the football with your guys back. Last week, again, very comfortable situation against the Giants. Really bad defense, not a great offense. Lions get more guys back, get healthier. Can see why Lions getting points there makes a lot of sense. In this game specifically, a massive step up in class for the Detroit Lions going from the Giants and the Bears and the easy schedule they face to facing the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills a little bit discounted here for two reasons. First and foremost, someone may correct me on Twitter after this. I do not believe a road team has played in a stadium within 96 hours, two games, and four days. I think there was a situation a year or two ago where a team played in MetLife back-to-back weeks. I think that really discounts the home field advantage mm. that the Lions have, considering the Bills played here on Sunday. The second thing, the Bills offense, when put indoors on a dome on a fast track compared to what they do outside, where they're still extremely good, I don't think that difference and how much better they are on offense indoors is fully priced into the market yet. Both those things considered, as well as the step up in class, Bills minus nine. I think this is a good bet to start off the Thanksgiving triple header.
4: Okay, just over two minutes left. Two more games left. One on the Monday night that uh, you can close with. I'm with you on this one. Tampa lane three against Cleveland. Then your thoughts on the Monday night game. Please take it away.
3: It, for me, it's the Bucks continuing to be a team that is just a, a bet on team. That drive against the LA Rams, the video was out there on social. Chris Godwin, this is what turns around the season. This is where we start to come back. They get the drive. They beat the Rams. Then they get a whole bunch of guys back. Secondary is healthy. Front seven is healthy. Wide receivers are healthy. They go to Germany. They blow out Seattle. Now they have the bye where Tom Brady, in this last four to five years of his career, where there's been these transition years or uncertainty, he coming out of the bye, he's been really good at getting things sorted out working on what they needed. I think the buy comes at an excellent time. Bucks get healthier, everything starts to get sorted out and the Browns from a situational perspective, next week their team completely changes, getting Deshaun Watson back under center. You've yes. seen them now sort of lose track of their season here. There's going to be a big stretch for them to make the playoffs. Bucks in a much better situation. I'll lay the -3 here with Tampa.
5: Yeah, and then quickly here, less than a minute. Uh Steelers, you like them on Monday night?
3: Yep, plus three. I'll bet Pittsburgh on the road at Indianapolis. I thought last week against the Eagles was the killer for this Colts team. Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple of them this season, let's not lie. But Jeff Saturday had an out. You come in, you beat all the criticism in the first game, you win against Las Vegas. Then you're leading the Eagles at home, a situation where you can come away with a big victory and you can just shut everyone up. You can be in a great spot going forward. The team has some life. That drive inside the five, run for zero, run for zero. Matt Ryan takes a sack, loses 14 yards. They settle for the field goal. I think this is it for Indy. Now that, that bubble sort of bursts with the changes. You get a Steelers team healthier on defense. Offense, a lot of young pieces starting to get better going on the road here against a fairly easy defensive scheme. I think the Steelers can keep it within the number and surprise on Monday Night Football. Man,
5: so good as always. Uh, keep it hot, yeah. my friend. Um, thanks for the time. Uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon, okay?
3: Thanks, guys. Thank Enjoy you. the games on Thursday. Thank- yep. Happy Thanksgiving. You, you too, uh, yep.
5: uh, Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. And again, the podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Uh, in-pocket plays what we are betting but up next on the good old program.
7: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80.
4: has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball
9: game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take
5: it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. A couple of winners uh, going back. Well, yesterday, USA Wales for a draw plus 210. That eventually got there. The teaser was capped off last night. The 49ers minus two was probably my favorite teaser leg of the entire year. That uh, was a dance partner. The dance partner. With the Bills minus one and a half, that the was dance a Dance partner. Yeah. So those are two winners. Uh, what do we have today? Moving forward. Can't wait to find out what I bet. Uh, I did bet Buccaneers minus 155 against the Browns. Buccaneers just to win the game. And uh, oh. I, li- I like what Adam was saying with the Buccaneers. I... Uh, t- for various reasons. I have other bets tied into the Buccaneers, so I, I laid minus 155. I'm, Browns are not winning this game.
4: This is it. This is it for Brissette now. Yeah. Yep. You have a whole new quarterback coming in now.
5: I also bet Mexico, Poland coming up the next match in about an hour and 15 minutes. No goal for 35 minutes. you would find that. That's minus 110. And I did add, I don't have many futures at all this year in college basketball, but I did add one recently. Uh, if you look at what Maryland has done to begin the season, they're catching four against St. Louis. I think they won by like 30. They were lane one against Miami. Never a contest. Blew them out. Torvik and Ken Palm each have them like top 20, top 25 right now in the country. They were 300-1. to I took a shot. You can still find them at 250-1. to I, Do I expect them to win the whole thing? No, but maybe they can be like a three seed, make a deep run. Um, Circa has them at 52-1. to So you can find they've been awesome so far. And uh, that's it for my place as of right now.
4: Okay, very good. Good luck to you. Vikings Lane three on Thanksgiving, very intriguing game, and a lot on the line. Patriots in position to make the playoffs, and uh, how do the Vikings respond after getting embarrassed? CBS said no thanks and left the game midway through the third quarter. Jets Lane four against the Bears. Good breakdown by Adam Chernoff. Huge move on the total. Some places open 47, 46. It's down to 41 and a half with the total. And who knows who's playing quarterback for both teams? But I think the Jets respond. There's turmoil, no doubt about it. That's social media business, you know. But it might be Mike White for the Jets. Ravens, Jags under 46. That is now 44. That total was too high. And again, good job for the third week in a row. It's why is this team favored? Two weeks ago, was well, how can Tampa be favored against Seattle? One and covered. Last week, Dallas. How can they be favored? One and destroyed Minnesota. And this week, I think it's Cincinnati. Lane two at Tennessee. And that's you know the Bengals uh, got routed on that Monday night game against the Cleveland Browns but and gave up a, a lot of yards and points to pick it. But good test here. Good game. I'll take the Bengals. In pocket presented by Bett Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com and happy Thanksgiving from bet rivers feast on all the action this holiday season, football, basketball, hockey, world cup, and more plenty to be thankful for with bet rivers. Check out their great promotions,
5: single game parlay, bet and get first touchdown insurance, bet rivers. It's a whole new game. Okay. A couple of things uh, for the rest of this week. We are doing the show live tomorrow um, from seven until 10 Eastern. We are both off on Thursday for Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. But the network's going to be, they're going to have live programming on the entire time. We are getting questions such as, um, with us being off, will Brad Powers and Chuck Edel be on this week? They're both unavailable. So they will not be on tomorrow with us. Yes. Also getting questions about, uh, well, my wife Lorraine was on last week on Thanksgiving. And she was giving um, last year. Yep. What did I say? Last week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Last year, okay, yep. giving Thanksgiving Day like advice, how to make you know different things that you can whip up. How to make a good cranberry sauce. She's a chef. Uh, people are asking if she's going to be on. She is not going to be on. Remember last year she came on yep, Thanksgiving yeah. morning. Yes. So she was up prepping the turkey already. Uh-huh. She has to work tomorrow, so I'm not going to have her get up like at five o'clock. And she's got to go to work early in the morning, so I'm not. We're not going to have her on tomorrow.
4: Let's get that guy in in December around New Year's about tips, drinking tips. What Drinking tips for the holidays? Yes, let's get into that. I like that. That'll be a fun segment. Yep. Kick that around for a couple segments.
5: I want to put you on the spot right now. All right. Uh, if we could throw up the schedule for the Minnesota Vikings, please. Mm-hmm. Now at 8-2 after they're thumping to the Cowboys last week. And, uh, of course, they're playing Thursday night against the Patriots. They're a three-point favorite there. Mm-hmm. You look at the schedule. They get the Jets at home after that. They're at Detroit. They were very fortunate to win against the Lions back in week three. Easily could have lost the game. They get the Colts, the Giants. They're at the Packers and at the Bears. Just by looking at the schedule, how many wins do you think the Vikings have at the end of the year? What's like the most realistic scenario here for this team? Eight and two right <laughs> yeah, now.
4: Anything's possible. They're eight and two and they've been outscored. Yeah. They've won all the close games. Right. I mean, it. Well, I expect them to win Thursday. I think they'll beat the Jets. They could lose at Detroit. I mean, they could lose all the. But that's, I th- I think they'll be the two seed though. Okay. I think they'll be the two seed.
5: Hey, five minutes of added time only. Amen. That's it. I think. I think. Th- th- yeah, two seed. Let me rephrase it then. Do you think the Vikings win thirteen games? Again, eight and two. They have to finish five and two on the yeah, year. Two for- that's doable. Oh, it is doable. Okay. That's right. doable, yeah. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because right. their adjusted win total is 12.5. And, a half. and oh, I just...
4: That's, that's, I, that's... Oh. I can't... No, that's 5-2. That's best-case scenario. That's best-case scenario, that's yeah. It, that, like, does Green Bay... Is it Jordan Love in that game?
5: I mean... Is it, field shut down? Maybe, uh, is I, field shut down? I th- know. Again, this team's been catching breaks all year long, so maybe it is. Right. I mean, phonies collide
4: in that giant game at home. Both teams fugazi. But I think they'll win that game. Who knows? That'd be a good, could, name, for, could, be a good name for a movie. Could, could they go back to Ellinger by that point with Indy? That's what I'm what thinking, they're too. doing, too? I know. So the, here's but the that's... thing. like
5: The day that I, I – because I, I really want to bet the under 12-and-a-half. But the minute that I do that, it's going to be Mike White, disaster time for the Jets. <laughs> uh, Sam is going to be the quarterback again for the Colts. The Giants are going to be just a total mess. It'll be Jordan Love, and then it's going to be Trevor Simeon or somebody else for the Bears. No, good catch by you. Good find. That's That's hard to – it's hard to get the 13 wins. Though. It
4: is. Right. Hard to get the 13 wins. Pro tip, we do these uh, every hour. You get 20 a day on the network. And it, it, we mentioned this before, but it came into play in a, an enormous game this past weekend in college football. Again, when you see a spread, one and a half, two in that range, take the money line with the favorite. Take the points with the dog. Case in point, TCU and Baylor again. Right? Right. How many people? I saw a lot of people. I like TCU. I like TCU, but two and a half, two. You know, either push or you lost. And that's with the fire drill coming out there with the field goal. Still can't believe Dyke's so calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, we practice that. No problem. <laughs> but that's, a tell, you, you'll be shocked how many times that happens, right? But if it's one and a half, two in that range, go money line well, with the favorite. Take the points with the dog
5: in that range. I, I Don't just, lay it. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever done. When- uh, Duke, Duke UConn? The Duke-Yukon game. Duhan. I, I mean, I'm a young fella. I'm a young whippersnapper at the time. Uh, full disclosure, had an incredible first couple of weeks to March Madness. This is back in 2004. And didn't have a lot of money. Didn't have a big bankroll at the time. But uh, what I did have, I put a significant amount of that on UConn against Duke. I loved the matchup. I thought they were going <laughs> to... So the, the yep. point spread yep. was... Uh, one and a half. And what did I do rather than playing the money line? I bet him down to minus one. I bought the hook. And they're up by four with like no time left. This is after Okafor went out of the game. He had foul trouble the whole game. That's I thought he was going to destroy Duke on the inside. And when he was playing, he did. Uh-huh. Then the inbounded Duke. He takes... Duhan gets the ball up. He does... <laughs> he does a... It's a double clutch because the guy's in his face off one leg with one hand. 35-footer off the glass and in. I win by one. UConn wins by one. I push. I, it was just... So Mem- regretful. And at that point Jim, I remember said, remember Jim
4: Nance? Oh. Meaningless three, a meaningless at the buzzer. three from Duhan. Oh, it was I wanted to. I was
5: at Lake Las Vegas. I wanted to tear the TV down and throw it in the pool. Yeah. But that was my fault. I had nobody to blame but myself. Yep. And people will say, well, games don't land one very often. Well, when it happens like that, you you kind of you know change your tune a little bit. Yeah. You know? Oh, Are we gonna have a nil nil oh, match?
4: No. They're looking at V A R. Could this be a penalty here? Could decide this? They're going to V A R. We only have two minutes left. What's this guy doing? What are you doing? Hurry. He's coming and he's coming he's running jarred. out of the that locker room. That was a room. quick review. No? No. No? Okay. Doesn't look like it. We could have our first nil-nil of the tournament. Uh, another pro tip, if you like the under in the Mexico-Poland match, and you can't, I mean, there's two and a halves available, but it's heavy juice. But if you only see twos, wait till they uh, get underway, and then uh, in play, go under two and a half. Yep. Uh, I think that'll go under. I think that'll be cagey and nervy with Mexico and Poland. No handball? Okay, we're good. Yeah, We okay?
5: Yeah. We'll uh, see how it goes. I'm in on uh, the Mike Palm special here, betting under or no goal in the first 35 minutes yeah. of that game with in Pocket. Yeah. 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 yeah, good luck to you. I thought about this Denmark match as well, but I didn't. You talked me off it, so I fully blame you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fun show tomorrow, though. We're going to have uh, oh, Nigel back show. on the show. Yep. Nigel, Mike Palm, Paul Charchian. React
4: to the rankings, preview the Thanksgiving Day games. Oh, yeah. be a lot of fun. And we'll see if uh, USC
5: better be ahead of Clemson tonight. I'll tell you that. Oh, man, if they're not. If you miss any of the show, go back and find Follow the Money, the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. We'll see you.
7: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.